you beautiful people. Welcome to She's Just The, in which me and Effie are going to be talking about different types of tropes in movies, TVs, books, musical theater, you name it, and we'll definitely talk about it. Sounds good. I'm really looking forward to chatting with you, Yasmin. This is Ikwe here. Nice to meet you all. And I'm Yasmin. <laughs> we should probably mention Girls Right Now as mm-hmm. well, which is why we're here. We're lucky to uh, work in the Girls Right Now program, which is an amazing program that helps um, people like Yasmin and myself get together to create cool stuff, be it written or digital. Mm-hmm. And as a first year mentee, this is definitely a very fun experience. So I recommend going for it and trying something new. And there's a lot of opportunities that come with it. So put yourself out there, you know? Yeah, they have amazing supports in terms of like technology, people, networks, pods, past mentees, past mentors, you really can't get enough support. So check it out. It's girlsrightnow.org. And that's right, org. Okay, let's get started. So basically what she's just the dot 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 means is that we are going to be looking at common tropes and ideas that come with female characters in movies, TVs, books, you name it. But a very common one is both the Mary Sue and the Mean Girl. So we're kind of going to be diving into that. So if you would like to talk about the Mary Sue... Yeah, so actually it's funny. I hadn't heard of the Mary Sue trope until I got talking to you, Yasmin. So I was like, what is a Mary Sue? I had to go up and, and look it up. And uh, kind of the concept is quite cool. It's this idea of, it actually started in fan fiction um, back in the day in Star Trek where they had these characters, typically female characters who were like so super conf- confident and perfect in their environment, be it kind of a real environment or imagined. And they were kind of this inaccessible kind of perfect person and typically it was the writer kind of inserting that person they wanted to be in their own imagination and so it's kind of a cool trope uh, to have in like we've been talking about the Julie and the Phantoms trope but you know I often think about like you know maybe Rey from the latest Star Wars or Princess Leia back in the day you know those really are Lara Croft from Tomb Raider you know really kind of phenomenal kind of women that are, are kind of almost unattainable but kind of cool we'd all love to be them for the day so that's kind of what I understand as the Mary Mary Sue trope I don't know whether you want to add to that Yasmin um yeah that's definitely something I see very idealized and kind of just putting a part of yourself out there and being confident is a big thing with the Mary Sue which has definitely shifted into the main character it tends to be so like the example julie and the phantoms julie is a girl who has struggled a bit in life and she's come out of it on top and she has amazing skills with instruments and her ability to keep fighting so i think one of the biggest examples is her as well and how she is a bit in all of us so how do we see the main character and ourselves yeah I think that's what's kind of cool about Julie you know what I mean she's not she's not like your classic unattainable Lara Croft type character she's she's totally human you know like she's uh, lost her mom recently so there's kind of like that tragedy so she's a little bit broken when you kind of first meet her and 
it's only kind of as she develops that you start to see those incredible talents that she has. So she's kind of not like a super obvious Mary, Mary Sue from the get-go. She kind of becomes an, the Mary Sue trope as it goes along and she becomes this person that you really, really admire. Uh, I don't know, would that be fair? I definitely agree. I think that her finding her way is giving us all hope to find our way and see what we can do and how we can develop ourselves. And she honestly feels like another teenage girl. This is somebody that could be in band class with me. This is somebody that could go to my school. And I love that because that definitely makes me feel like there's somebody out there who gets what it really means to grow up in high school and struggle with things like anxiety and grief. And that's something that the show largely touches upon. So instead of being idol, like an ideal kind of princess of this whole um you know being an ideal princess she is more to that and she's more than what meets the eye yeah totally she definitely has uh inner depth to her which is kind of nice because sometimes those those kind of mary sue characters they're so unrealistic they're like cardboard almost you know they're kind of that two-dimensional or one-dimensional even um so in a way they're so unattainable you almost don't care about them so much because they're they're not something that you can actually um, identify with too much in your own day to day so I, I think you're absolutely right on the Julie side I think you can totally not me so much I'm a long time out of, out of school but I can imagine <laughs> for yourself that you can really kind of connect her really nicely mm-hmm. and a big thing is talking about making her struggle a bit with things like this and not specifically going headfirst into these unrealistic scenarios and coming out on top these are things where you win some and you lose some And a lot of time the Mary Sue doesn't tend to have this, but I think that adding this and making a character more human and um, making it feel as if this is something that you could deal with and things where you also have bad days, but sometimes you just need a breather and eventually you can find your way. And I think the show does a great job at portraying this. Yeah, agreed. And it's funny, like I was thinking about the the concept of like is there like the male version of the Mary Sue you know like you know and I think there was an attempt to kind of coin one based on the Mary Sue one being such a kind of successful trope concept and um, and it's a Gary something I don't know if you've heard of that but uh I don't know whether it ever really took off do you it's uh there's like Larry Lou and Gary Sue I think as well things like yeah. that that also yeah because yeah. yeah, like if you think about like classic I keep going back to Star Wars I, I here I'm being one-dimensional now but it's like <laughs> you know the kind of Luke Skywalker in, in a way is like that he's that equivalent where he you know he's he's kind of amazing and cool and super talented but he's kind of boring like whereas like most people are like you know I like to look at Han Solo he's a little bit he's a little bit cooler you know what I mean I can maybe identify with him a bit more yeah definitely and um Captain America sort of has that aspect sometimes because when you represent the moral and the constantly correct character other characters just tend to follow but people aren't always correct and everyone makes mistakes sometimes so just being one-dimensional and being perfect all the time doesn't feel really raw or real yeah and actually that kind of um I remember we were talking before and you were mentioning that you were you know you're the Mary Sancho for you for you almost although the Julie character is brilliant in that, in that show for you, you're actually more about the kind of mean girl trope. You're like, that is much more interesting 
to you. Tell me a bit about that. Mm-hmm. I love when you start talking about that. Perfect segue, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, the the villain is always my favorite character. I love when there's a struggle, there's a reason, there's a purpose, because you never know what's going to happen. So, like, we were actually discussing earlier kind of Loki being this wild card and being so unexpected is a big part of it. But the mean girl usually tends to be very pink and sparkly, and she also tends to be a bit of a wild card as well. So speaking of Julie and the Phantoms, Carrie is one of the biggest examples in kind of Disney, because Disney very much so does this pink, sparkly, mean girl. Carrie is one of the biggest examples of this, and the way she's portrayed is very much a mean girl trope. Totally. And I think, um, you know, that I love that idea of like the pink, sparkly, mean girl, you know, like it goes by. <laughs> back to like the days of you know Rizzo in Greece she was exactly you know that she was definitely the kind of the badass of of the group but I think generally a really good mean girl seems to be somebody who's like they're not kind of stuck in mean girl one-dimensionalness like n- not just the fact that they're bringing the unpredictableness but they're also bringing um you know a kind of growth part to their their character they do develop at some stage during the story as opposed to maybe just just being um, on this kind of predictable path and, and, and story arc. So, you know, I think that's, that's probably something that appeals to you as well. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that the mean girl isn't necessarily somebody who is actually mean. It's somebody who struggles in life and kind of is portrayed as difficult and usually clashes with the hero or the protagonist a lot, but it's with purpose. And at the end of the day, you know that they they will develop and they will see some they will be seen in a new light and um Rizzo is definitely a prime example of this because her struggles and her figuring out that her life isn't perfect she deals with things all the time it gives her a balance of mean and also difficult but humane and real and understandable because sometimes we aren't at our best And I think these characters definitely show us that it's okay to have difficult moments as long as you reflect on yourself and find that you can actually be nice, even if you're going through something. Yeah, so true. And I I think, yeah, probably we all identify with that, right? You know, it's not like that we're all extreme mean girls in our life, but there's definitely times where we haven't been our best selves. And it's like, how do you react to that and, and kind of, you know, make good on it or fix on it or trying to better yourself? And so I think sometimes you know, the mean girls are, or, or the Lokis of the world are the, the, the person that we actually are really interested in seeing in the story because they bring that extra bit of, you know, I, I, you call it pink sparkness, I call it sizzle, you know, where it's like, well, what's <laughs> going to happen when this character comes in? They're going to throw some stuff at our, you know, our, our good person and our protagonist. And what is that going to be? Whereas actually we kind of can predict what the protagonist is going to do more or less. Whereas you know, like you say, the wild card in Loki, what is he going to do next? You don't know, he's like, is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? I don't know what's going on. You know, it's really, really, uh, <laughs> there's anticipation and build up there. Um, you know, it's why the Darth Vader got the music, you know, because it's like, whoa, what's going to happen? This guy is bad ass, you know? Yeah, and it's very throwing people with, like, it throws people off with a loop. And also that, these characters teach us what it means to be vulnerable and they force us to reflect on ourselves, even if that's not what you originally see. But in terms of characters like 
kind of bouncing off of Disney, like Sharpay and Carrie bringing her up again, they deal with their own personal issues. They don't see themselves as the way they portray themselves. They just don't want to be vulnerable. And I think that that teaches us all that it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to not have to be this perfect, sparkly character. And sometimes you just need a moment to yourself. Yeah, I think, I, would it be fair to say some of it is kind of like insecurity, you know, like where mm-hmm. it's like it, this this kind of, the mean exterior is really totally to protect that vulnerability inside uh, because they're not comfortable sharing that with people. And I just think if you look around in your life, I'm sure in your school life, I know in my work life or life life, you know, you see it all the time where people are just, it's almost like I, I need to be nasty and get the first strike in here you know, to protect myself, really. And so I think that's sometimes why we kind of identify with that a bit more because we all have insecurities about something in our lives. Yeah, and speaking of Mean Girls, specifically that movie, there's the prime Mean Girl, the one everyone knows, Regina George. And from the beginning, we see that she is insecure. She has to keep public appearances up. She has to make sure that everyone sees her in a different way than she sees herself. Because at the end of the day, she doesn't feel the way she looks. And so developing these characters, adding ideas that they're more than what meets the eye is something that definitely makes this trope one of my favorites and makes one of these concepts pretty, not easy to execute, but important to execute. And and Yasmin, like for you, if you were going to be writing, right, you're going to write a short story or something now, you're not going out over the weekend, would would it be fair to say, would you go straight for a mean girl or would you go, would you do a Mary Sue? What would be your go-to trope to kind of almost get you going? So the, main, the Mary Sue tends to be the main character, but the yeah. mean girl is definitely always going to be my go-to because everyone sees themselves as the hero of their own story. So having somebody portrayed as the mean girl and seeing how they look in other people's eyes is also very important because they're going to tend to look mean in other people's eyes if that's what they want to keep up. So yeah. maybe Regina George doesn't actually see herself as as terrible as she is. It's just that that is what Katie is seeing because that's what Regina is portraying and kind of putting out into other people. So in terms of writing, I kind of want to reflect on both of those and see that the Mary Sue at the end of the day, even if she's struggling, she's also not always going to be at her best. And sometimes the mean girl is also not going to be at her best. And so kind of putting those two together and seeing them clash in a way, but also build each other up and make each other better is definitely something I would work on in writing. Sure. And if you were going to say which was the one you insert most of yourself in, you know, in terms of your own personality into the writing. Would you lean on the Mary Sue side or the uh, the mean girl side? Um, honestly, the mean girl, because I just feel <laughs> like they have more flavor. I know it's kind of terrible to say, you know, everyone doesn't want to be a mean girl. Everyone would rather be nice. And I definitely feel the same. Nobody wants to be mean. But to be... To struggle with vulnerability is definitely relatable and to struggle with trying to find yourself is something that I feel like most people my age, most people any age kind of also deal with. So putting myself into my writing, I feel like the mean girl is what I would lean more towards because even if it's not um, a mean appearance, that's definitely 
something I feel keeping up public appearances, making everyone see me as stronger than I am or better at something than I am is something that's relatable. Um, but the Mary Sue is usually perfect and I don't think anyone can fully be perfect. So you need those characters to move the story along, such as like the sideline best friend. You need yeah. somebody who's just going to kind of nudge once or twice. But if there's no downfall, if there's no flaw, there's nothing to really base yourself off of and there's nothing for people to find. So um, I want to ask that question back to you and which one you would prefer and see yourself in. Yeah, it's funny, actually, because I'm not really, I didn't learn so much about tropes. Like I started writing really just I used to read a lot and then I was like right I'm going to try writing so I kind of started spitting out stories kind of as I'd read them in a way and so I what you know you almost naturally bring out these these tools if you like without knowing what the names for them are so I've kind of been learning lots about it uh, since getting involved in the girls right now program which is amazing but I would probably lean towards my um my main character will be the exact opposite of me. I try and make them as opposite of me as I can in every way, you know, in terms of their family setup, their physical attributes, their personality. But bits of me and their voice will come out definitely because I'm writing it, I guess. And then I will probably do a bit of a Mary Sue as some sort of heroic, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to say Cagney and Lacey, Batman and Robin, you know, the Robin character who's yeah. like, you know, almost like, again, Mary Sue-like in their unattainability and ridiculously awesomeness <laughs> but I wouldn't see myself in them either I, that's definitely the person I'd lo- love to be in 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 a movie but not necessarily in real life so mm-hmm. I'd probably be and then the mean girls I'm they they're definitely peppered throughout I've probably been less focused on developing them actually so it's probably something I need to, to work on and look at in the future uh, I love your your take on it that's it for you they're the most interesting part yeah, and development is a really big thing in terms of a mean girl because if they don't have a downfall or moment to themselves, which usually comes in a musical number or sitting by a lake or a river or just yeah, yeah. one of those very common Disney-type um, ideas, if they don't have that moment, then they don't fulfill their purpose. And this is also something in terms of the tropometer that we were discussing earlier to bring that up. We have to explain the concept of our tropometer to our listeners because it sounds pretty cool to me. Of course. So the tropometer is a scale which will constantly change, but it's a scale of whether or not we feel that this trope has been truly fulfilled in the characters that we talked about and the discussion. So um, a big thing is whether or not in Mean Girls whether or not they are developed, whether or not we see something more than just these narky comments or these bullying and rude kind of moments, something that gives us knowledge that there isn't a vulnerability, something that gives us knowledge that there's a purpose behind their decisions. So how would you rate... um... Mean Girls on the tropometer. So are, are we measuring in pink scarves this week or what do we decide sure. on our scale? There's a bunch of things. Maybe pink high heels. We should try that. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Let's go with pink high heels. And are we going like, you know, five pink, heel, pink high heels on our scale or is it 10? How, how are you going to, what's mm. our number? We'll do it out of five maybe. Cool. Sounds good. Sounds good. So a one would kind of be a character with no 
value or meaning that doesn't progress the story, but just has these kind of moments of rude and rash behavior. And a five would be somebody that we can see ourselves in that kind of is developed pretty well. Um, somebody who at the end of the day is vulnerable and can actually be seen to be vulnerable instead of just hiding it away from both other people and the viewers themselves. Yep. Cool. I like it. I like the scale. <laughs> All right. So, um, who do you want to start with? Um, so Mean Girls is very popular. So maybe that one, because that's kind of the supreme idea, the trope that everyone looks towards in her. And this is going to be a bit controversial, I feel. Ooh, Ooh. Okay, get ready. This one is mm-hmm. going to be controversial. So I'm stuck between a three and a four, but I would give it, I'll be, I'll be nice and give it a four out of five. Almost because okay. even if Regina knows that she's just made to be one dimensional, she doesn't have a moment of reflection where this really is about her being nice. You know, she's kind of forced into that when she gets hit by that bus and everyone (laughs) kind of has to give their sorries. But even if she's just subtly nice at the end in terms of the prom scene, it isn't really stuck with her. And she definitely doesn't give herself a moment to feel vulnerable. Yeah, I think I'd be probably harsher. I think I agree with you. I'd probably lean towards a three on that one because I think even though it'd be perfect for our podcast if she was like the perfect trope, uh, Mean Girl trope, you know, because the the title is in a Mean Girls book. (laughs) I think you're right. I think she misses that little bit of development to make her a little bit more real Mm -hmm. and rounded and accessible and, you know, relatable, I think, definitely. So I'd be kind of giving her a three, but, you know, we can split the difference and land on a 3.5 high heels. Definitely. I I would say, I would say a 3.5 fits pretty well. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Let's land there with stamp stamp a 3.5 on mm-hmm. Mean Girls for the record. Uh, and then what about do you wanna what about Carrie and um Julie and the Phantoms? Where would you where would you leave her? So Carrie is a difficult one. I feel like I could I don't want to give her a five, but I'm very leaning towards like a four point five sort of. <laughs> I'm very you in like between. <laughs> We should have gone for a 10 scale. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm thinking about that now. 10 scale. Mm. <laughs> no, no, we've already stamped. We can't go back now. We've, we've okay, okay. Mean girls. She has the high I'm heels. Joking. We can't take them back. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Pull a wicked witch to the west with that. Yeah, I love it. Cool. Well, now, so in terms of our episode, have we any idea what we're going to trip into next, uh, should I say trope into for our next episode? Yeah, there's a lot of ideas that we came up with. So kind of the pretty girl or the kind of nerdy girl who's just considering herself to be, in quotes, not like other girls. So she's kind of just off to the sidelines and a big thing is like you know the stereotypical ponytail and glasses and just reading books all the time drawing very artsy so that kind of fits into a bit of this nerdy category where you know she ends up having that big major glow up in which she becomes a different person both physically somehow become yeah beautiful and you know amazing personality wins out and yeah and she's incredibly talented as well. Mm-hmm. So, love it. 
Oh, cool. I'm already looking forward to our, our next episode. Yeah. Well, Yasmin, I have had a blast talking to you about our tropes this episode. I think maybe we should give a quick thank you to our sponsors. What do you think? Definitely. So I would love to thank Girls Right Now for this opportunity and allowing us to have the chance to meet each other and find out more things and talk about things like this. And they also provide a lot of workshops. So for people that aren't in the program yet or interested, you can definitely go on their Instagram as well, Girls Right Now, and find things to get started, to use in your everyday life, kind of open yourself up so that, you know, when you end up binge watching Netflix, you can just think back to this podcast and be like, oh, this is what they said. <laughs> yeah, she's a mean girl. <laughs> um, and as long and as long as when you're watching that, you make sure to give them a score on the tropometer stilettos out of um, or high heels out of five. That's mm-hmm. the most important thing. And make sure they're super pink uh, and glittery. Exactly, exactly. Bring all that sizzle. Uh, and also, l- last thanks is to Anchor, who provide the amazing platform that we build out our podcast on. So thank you to Anchor. So definitely tune in next week, and we'll see what we come up with then. Amazing. Talk to you then, Yasmin. Ciao.